There are only two types of people in the world, people that get anime and love it, and people like Chuck, who wouldn't know a waifu if she walked up to him and bit him on the b- Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm Chuck. Our podcast is called Geek Life Crisis. On Tuesday, October 13th, Chuck and I are launching a 30-day Kickstarter campaign to support the upcoming season of Geek Life Crisis podcast, Steins Gate Edition. With your help, we can produce 24 episodes reviewing Steve's favorite anime. (laughs) It's the 2010 fan-favorite anime, Steins Gate. And yes, the only way I can get people to listen to my anime recommendations is if I turn it into a podcast. Our Kickstarter campaign includes donation rewards, t-shirts, coffee mugs, artwork by me, and fun ways for you to be included in our podcast. Go to kickstarter.com, search for Geek Life Crisis, and follow us right now. Or visit geeklifecrisis.ninja for details. If we do well with this Kickstarter campaign, we can probably convince our wives that we need to review Steinsgate Zero next. <laughs> Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read. What we did and what we do, you know, stuff and junk. Hey, my name is Albert. My name is Ruthie. This is Jami. And we are going to be talking about season two of The Boys, which is found on Amazon Prime Video. So, assuming you've seen season one, we are going to be talking about season two. Uh, without any saying any spoilers, comparing comparing it to the first season and whether you liked it or not. Uh, Jaming thoughts on season two of the I Boys. really enjoyed. I thought it was a really big uh, level up for season two versus season one. I thought the season one yeah. was kind of uneven. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it sort of like prodded. I mean, it just kind of moved a lot, a lot slowly. Not a lot of the story works, but this one is a real, real upgrade and stuff like that. Uh, the storylines are more interesting. That it's more violent and stuff like that. That uh-huh. and the, uh, the the story and the message and the it's very, very compelling. This is some of the best social commentary about. Uh, about America uh, that I've seen recently. It's fantastic. Big thumbs up. Ruthie? Yep, same thing. Um, big thumbs up. Uh, I just finished it. Actually, I just finished the last episode today. Um, lots of plot, like, plot twists and surprises, pleasant surprises, although also shocking surprises. And um, well, shocking surprises? Is that mm-hmm. something that you can say? Is that grammatically sure. correct? <laughs> shocking surprises. <laughs> it's, it's surprisingly it's, um, shocking. Does it's surprisingly work? shocking. Yeah. Actually, the shock factor, I cannot mention that enough. Like every episode will just yeah. mm-hmm. will just like have you screaming at the TV like what was that? Yeah. What yeah. is happening? And it just keeps you going that it carries on for the entire season. Although it's only 8 episodes, it carries on throughout. Um and they they have a really they did a really good job threading that feeling all throughout without tiring you out. Completely agree with you both. Uh, I had fun with season one of The Boys, but I didn't take it that seriously. It told the mm-hmm. line between trying to be faithful to the comic book and trying to do its own thing. Uh, season two made the right choice by just doing its own thing. And I think because mm-hmm. of the creative freedom, yeah. the writers get to really, yeah. really work on the material much better and much more effectively. And Ruthie's not kidding. A lot of the shocking stuff in this season, and I compared it on one of our chats, is Game of Thrones level shocking. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of one of those things that it just blows your mind you had to talk about it the next day. And, yeah. uh, John, you want I was going to say, it felt like the season one was like a work of, of people trying to adapt the comic book. You yeah. know what I mean? And in mm-hmm. season two, it seems like they said, you know what, that's not important. What we're taking, what's, they're taking their inspiration from uh, uh, what's going on in the, in the U.S. right now? You know wh- where we are politically, where we are social, you know, economically, and all that stuff. It seems like it's, and that's a right choice. That's very, very smart. You know, but what I mean? mix in with elements from it's the still, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. At its mm-hmm. core, yeah. it still has issues of you know, it take they take a lot of shots at Marvel, they take a lot of shots at DC <laughs> and superhero <laughs> stuff in general and stuff like that. But I found that. I find that actually less interesting. I find yeah. the stuff that the, the stuff that they talk about, like white supremacy, domestic terrorism, mm-hmm. and stuff like social media. Unbelievably yeah. Which, relevant, and it, it's it's just very it yeah. resonates on, it, and yeah. I love how it comment. I love a show that comments on current, yeah. um, current events. Which, yeah. to be fair, and, was also found in the comic books. 
right? But but this is a lot more in your face about it, so that's one of the advantages. Mm-hmm. Well, but the thing is, the comic book, if I remember correctly, it's it's a it's a little dated. Now. Even though it came out like ten years ago, twelve years ago, this is very much of today. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, I, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, we could we have to go to spoilers to talk about those yeah, elements. Exactly. But either yeah. way, we all liked it more than season one. Uh, but yeah, season two was great, and then. And once again, since we're in, in non-spoiler territory, the move to make it a weekly show worked for me. Jamming? Mm-hmm. I could use two episodes per week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two episodes per week. I, in know. the beginning, I was one of the people that was complaining that I, yeah. they could have done two episodes a week or maybe they should have just made it uh, like half-half or something. Yeah. I know, Ruthie, you just waited till it was all available so you could yeah, binge it. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, so, <laughs> I need to binge. So, but like halfway through the season, they they... For me, it was justified that they went weekly because after an episode, I kind of want to just like sit on it, like, "Wow, this is just what I this is what I saw." How about making it mm-hmm. ten episodes and dropping two a week? How yes. about that? How about, how about that? Amazon Prime. Yeah, I I think I could live with that. Yeah. Uh, Amazon, did you not have confidence that the Du Bois will be doing really well? Yeah. That you only gave it eight <laughs> episodes for season two? Come on. I think that's gotta be a career decision. <laughs> I think uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give them the benefit. I'm sure Amazon. Wants more and stuff like that. It's gotta be a creative decision. Well, I, I think Amazon gave them the biggest hit by saying, "Hey, you got a spinoff. Plus, we already approved season three. Yeah, you know, kind of thing." So, yeah, yeah, come on, man. Eight, 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 eight is is a little on the smallish side for something on, on this scale and stuff like that. Yes, why not do ten? Is all I'm saying. Yeah, why not? Do Although 10? you know, I'm, I'm I wish there were ten episodes, but at the same time, it's like the perfect length of yeah, just we'll, enough. We'll talk about just it. enough yeah. cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So let's go ahead and uh, let's talk spoilers for the boys. Oh, here we go. Now here's your chance to hit pause because we'll be discussing some things that you might not know. So I'm giving you this warning spoilers. Okay. There we go. I played my song. Well, that was You guys it. can go and uh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, was that, that was uh, Billy Joel's "Pressure" as a was high it? parody. Was it really? And uh, it was played, I believe, in the first episode of season two. All right, right mm-hmm. on. Yeah, and yeah. as you'll all notice, and we're starting spoilers, right? So yes. as you've all know, as you'll all notice throughout the the episodes, it the one thing that ties all the episodes together is all the Billy Joel songs, mm-hmm. and it's actually like almost like a title to each. Is it? Isn't it? It kind of is. Like a, yeah, like I'm, a background. Like an ominous theme of well, what's going on in that well, episode. I mean, okay, like using an example for for the song "Pressure" because it and it's specifically focused on on uh, Huey and and Starlight because because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are under pressure under in their situation. Pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not not that pressure song. But, yeah, you know, not Queen. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's Queen. That's Queen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Start, Jarman. Go ahead. Oh, what is your? T- I mean, how do you? How do you? How do you even start? Yeah, how do you stop? So many things happen in this. Fine, just, uh, go oh, this. So, so many, even from the first episode, like. Yeah. Okay, how about this? Or was it the second? Let, let's just start with the most obvious one: Stormfront. Talk about Stormfront. Oh, go I love Stormfront. Stormfront. Okay. Yeah. Again, this is I was a, liking ex- her in the beginning, and then she turned out to be that right. Nazi bitch, mm-hmm. which I also appreciated that plot twist. That was a great. That yeah. was a great way to like really flesh out her her character because I couldn't quite read her in the beginning, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Things started taking a very slow but eerie turn, and then mm-hmm. she—it was like, boom! Here's what, here's who I am. Here's what I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a racist Nazi bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care. And this is actually—I I want world domination. Yeah. And I, that was like I—I I thought that that was very, again, like um, comment like a good commentary on like politic- certain politicians of today, and like trying to bring that back in, and like some of the like. In the last episode, some of the things that she said, one of the things that she said, which was, um, it's what everybody else is thinking. They just don't like the word Nazi. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's like, that, that really resonated with me. And, uh, and that made me, that made me like her character, not because of who she was, but because of what the character, what the writers did with it, how sneaky she was, how popular she made it. She made herself, um, how, good she seemed like she was the most outspoken one so she seemed like she was you know really the one person who's going to go up against homelander and then in the end it turns out no she's actually the enemy and that mm-hmm. that's actually like um if we go into serious in, into all seriousness like it's it makes it seem it makes it 
makes us realize like how easy it is we can get fooled by somebody yeah. who's just acting like they're trying to be the hero when in fact they're actually the villain yeah. in the yeah. story. Well, you also got to mention also the, the social media aspect of it. They introduced mm-hmm. yeah, her as yeah. this like that was a fun touch. Yeah, they they had to you had to they introduced her as this social media savant. Like you know, people follow her. People like follow every word that she says, like what she says. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like like Fox News, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the perspective mm-hmm. of a person who read the comic books, Jamie and Go. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a good example of the people that made this show. How they took something from the comic books and adapted it in a really smart way. Because in the comic books, Storefront is a dude, but not only that, he's just a Nazi just from the beginning. It's very yeah. black and white. He has the SS symbol and all his costumes is is Nazi paraphernalia. But in this one, they adapted it in a way that's very relevant to how where we are in America. Because in America, Nazis don't want to be called Nazis anymore. They're, they're mm-hmm. proud boys now. You know what I mean? They've been mm-hmm. rebranded. You know what I mean? You, you mean they're gay? Yeah, the problem. Yeah. Hashtag uh, uh, shout out to George Takei. You know what I mean? So yeah, they don't want to become Nazis anymore. They rebrand themselves. You know, they wear suits and they wear tie. You know, all this. They get cleaner. They they work They're in the White House and stuff like that. You know, and that's exactly that's her story arc in the show. You know what I mean? In the beginning, she's you think she's on your side because she's a feminist. You know what I mean? Mm. She's talking shit about Voight and stuff like that. But slowly, as you as you peel back the layers and stuff like that, oh you realize, oh no no no. She's a Nazi, but it's like been rebranded. She was Liberty a few years ago. She was blah 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 mm-hmm. a few years ago. You know what I mean? It's 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 a, it's the core of it is still hate. It's still Nazism and stuff like that again. But mm-hmm. like I said, it's for today's world, today's America. It's it's perfect. It's it's actually pretty brilliant. You know, she is yeah. the she is from the era of the whole quote unquote make America great again. Yeah, she was back in an era mm-hmm. where racism was a lot more common. Was a little bit more accepted. You know, and, and yeah, that's her. Uh, like Jiaming, I will also was kind of unsure on their take on on Stormfront. Besides, besides the the sex change, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and also they almost made her seem like, oh, they're not gonna make her as as evil and racist as she is in the comic book. I guess I'm fine with that. And as the story keeps going, you realize, oh, they are gonna go back to that. And then, yeah. sure enough, that's exactly what it did. And it's just genius in how they pulled it off. Yeah, when that mm-hmm. when she goes through that apartment building. And it's just all black people in that part of complex. The way she just goes, she butchers all of them. And then she goes, uh, what did she say to the Japanese guy? You yellow bastard and stuff like that. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. They, they clearly, she's clearly a, a Nazi and stuff like that. She's clearly just pure evil, pure white nationalist and stuff like that and stuff like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's great yeah. stuff. Yeah. And like the, some of the, co- the other comments that she says, like, um, they're, they're, um, oh, the soup terrorists and what, what was the other thing that she said? Um, that they're trying. Oh, didn't she tell the kid? Um, yeah, she told she told him about white white, uh, white, genocide. white genocide. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. And that other pe- the rest of the world is trying to destroy their kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys think that she was playing Homelander, or did do you think she was actually like had actually, affection for him? I think ah, affection is a strong word. I think she genuinely uh, thinks he he. He is the final solution. Like he is the perfect mm-hmm. version of it. Yeah, because he's, he's like like easily swayed. He's definitely got an evil side. The, yeah. I think she's playing on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Homelander's definitely got an evil side, yeah. right? And he's well, yeah, the, the, sure. the blonde hair, blue eye kind of thing, yeah. right? And the thing is, though, is that at first I thought, oh, she's gonna manipulate him. She's gonna mm-hmm. play him. Mm-hmm. But as the as the episode goes, it does seem like you know she liked him because of who we represented, mm-hmm. like you're saying. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I I just thought that she was there to be. To be his downfall, yeah. essentially. But yeah. no, he actually actually was there to try and make him the new Hitler, in a sense. Yeah. And what's mm-hmm. great about yeah. Homelander, again, this is a continuation of the first season where Homelander is just the most interesting, most compelling character in the whole show and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He is, the, I, I thought what was brilliant about this second season is they could have made Homelander... Uh, the the easy way to write Homeland in the second season is him agreeing with like everything she says. You know right. what I mean? It's like, hey, yeah, because obviously he has hate in his heart. He obviously don't like black people. Obviously he has all these feelings, but it's not the same kind of hate that she. That's the same rhetoric that she spews. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When she yeah. when she talks to that little kid trying to you know, talk about white genocide, there's like these great scenes of Homeland. Is like, you know, I don't, I don't believe in this bullshit. You know what I mean? You know, it's like this, mm-hmm. is, this is it's not him. It's a different kind of a hate. You know what I mean? Because Homelander, to, in his mind, he's never a victim. You know what I mean? He's never yeah. th- he never thinks like, oh, you know, uh, these immigrants are coming over and then you know they're losing our jobs to make America great. He is uh, like, you know, he is he has a different yeah, yeah. He has a different take on it. He has it's, a, not, it's a different take. It's not about know? racism. It's just about power about and strength. Power. And strength. And well, so it's it's, yeah. it's nationalism. He just wants to be popular. Yeah. That's all that matters. No, to but him. it's it's also nationalism. 
No, but he doesn't. I don't think he sees national nations and stuff like. He sees uh, soups as as pure adulterated power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't think he sees borders. As superior and stuff. to yeah. to people to but, regular people. No, but remember earlier on, he was all very specific about like uh, the soups are gonna protect Americans. Like mm-hmm. that's his priority is our Americans. Yeah, but I don't mm-hmm. think I just don't no. But he uh, he he doesn't like hate a certain like certain races. It's just. It's either soups are yeah. better than regular yeah. humans, I think or says, they're I think not. It's, it's, not, not it's, like, a, it's a different against, kind of. It's yeah. a different kind of racism. I think he says that it's a as a means. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I think he's a, he or says prejudice. That, it's a different kind of prejudice. Yeah, he. I think he yeah. says a lot of stuff as a means, not not to an end and stuff. Which like that. doesn't yeah. make it any better. Yeah. Prejudice is prejudice. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's a very smart choice of them to make Homelander more to give them that extra layer. You know what I mean? It's an extra layer because, like I said, it's mm-hmm. it's a very difficult to. It's a it, the easy choice would have been to for him to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah, she's right. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, she's absolutely. But those looks that he he gave her and the kid when she's spewing all that garbage, I think it's very smart choice. It's very interesting mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. That's a directorial decision, most likely, or an as well as an actor decision too. Yeah. So yeah, they, they made a lot of a lot of right choices with Homelander. He's more three dimensional than he was in the comic books. Comic books, he was just a douche Superman. Yeah, he's horrible. Yeah. yeah. So Nightmare, this yeah. this one, they really gave him a lot of dimensions, and and part of that has to do with the kid. Yeah. He has a kid, so they had to show him some kind of empathy, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because he actually does care, he does yeah. he actually does care for the kid. Yeah. And I, I'm actually yeah. really impressed. He went that direction where he actually cares for his son. Yeah, it's interesting how he wants love and attention on a micro level with the little kid and stuff like that and on a macro mm-hmm. level and stuff like that with the audience and all that stuff. You know what I mean? And the world loving him. Yeah, the world loving him and stuff like that. And it's just interesting because the first time in his life he see, he in the kid he sees some uh, a person that just doesn't automatically love him. You know what I mean? For home, mm-hmm. He has to kind of earn it. He has to actually spend time with him and stuff like that. He fucks up by pushing him over the, the off the roof and stuff like that. But all that stuff <laughs> is interesting. Hilarious. Yeah, all that stuff is just interesting and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Said. yeah, the kid just face plants, man. <laughs> Kid just face plants in there. This is very <laughs> like yeah. kinda, you kind of expected it, but at the same time, it's like really, you really yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like their version of like throwing a kid in the pool, mm-hmm. right? To learn, yeah. teach yeah. him what to swim. Yeah, the super version. Yeah, the yeah. super version. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and and that's that's one thing. Like, that's part of the reason why um, the direction they went with Homelander that he does he does deserve like the most popularity in the whole characters of the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's shaping up to be like one of the all-time great mo- uh, television characters and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. up there. I, that's I don't know if it's a negative. But that's one of the issues I have is he he is so compelling and so interesting. Every time he's on the screen, his his story is so good. it blows sort of everybody else off the screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. villains, yeah. quote unquote, are more him, Homelander, uh, uh, Homelander, uh, Stormfront, and Lamplighter. I think so. Are the yeah. to be yeah. the most Steve interesting, Ashley. most characters and the boys. They're almost like supporting roles to them and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I while I like all of the the actors and the stories and stuff like that, they just aren't as like the thing with Kimiko. Kimiko? The uh, Kimiko, yeah. Kimiko, mm-hmm. the guy with Frenchie, all of their storylines, they're fine, but yeah. it just doesn't compare though, you know what I mean? I It's not as comp- yeah. yeah, Kimiko's I think in the third season, we might see more of her story, mm-hmm. although she is coming out a little bit more. Yeah. Her story arc is still not over. I, I yeah. feel like we're going to learn more and, and like see, because we've seen flashbacks from other characters, but we haven't seen hers yet. So I think maybe in the third season, they might work that in. I think we've seen as much as we're going to see. I mean, she comes from a, a village. She, she was missing her brother, gets her back. There were terrorists. She worked at the assassin. All that stuff is fine. Okay. I mean, when she rips that guy, that uh, Russian guy's face half, that's, yeah, yeah. that's amazing yeah, that stuff. Was... <laughs> but as far as compelling to me, as far as holding my interest, having empathy for her, I just, it's just not there. The same thing with really? kind of, same thing with the Frenchie thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that he had uh, some sort of like um, uh, uh, a Pollyann relationship. With, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, is it that, did it break my heart when I found out the, the one guy died? No, not really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The one that actually didn't have a storyline that I, I really actually enjoyed this season was actually Mother's Milk. Only I think because, yeah. only because I think he had, it's because he had that veiny giant dick wrapped around his head and stuff like that. That was so funny and stuff like that. Yeah. I was traumatized yeah. for him. And also the best line in the whole series. Hold on, before oh, we move sorry. on, from, you can't just move on from that scene. Oh, you want to talk about the dick okay. more? So, okay. so when that scene happened, <laughs> yeah. In the first, well, first off, I'm like, okay, that scene's happening, and then I go, wait, 
Yeah. Is, is, is that yeah, what that? I already <laughs> knew. I already knew. Because yeah. when he commented, it was like a foretelling. Yeah. When he commented, he was like, damn, is that really his? Like, okay. Yeah. And then when I saw that thing come out through that door window yeah. and then wrap around, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Ew, ew, it, oh, it took no. me a that's second. It took I a few seconds to realize. I, I had to really look like close. I think that's a veiny. That's a, that's a veiny. That is a, that's, that that's is a, a very yeah. veiny, uncut. Yeah. No, but the, yeah. The, but the only time I knew what it was was when I saw the tip. Ugh, gross. Yeah, the tip. <laughs> the tip. You got to see the tip. You got to see the tip. Wait That's a true. minute. That's very funny. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. And, like, and on a side note, the guy is actually a character, a major character in the comic books. Yes, you were. I it's it's really? you, you know, you know, you know, I he, forgot. It's been a long time. He's the he's the Russian. He's the Russian. Oh, the, okay, okay. the big the like the, the love sausage or what it's called. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And so yeah, it is. I, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yes. So so I'm hoping they're not done with the guy yet because no. because you know. No, he, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Did yeah. Kimiko kill him? Did he? I don't. I think oh, I face punched. I don't know. Possibly. Wow. <laughs> or did she just knock him out? <laughs> Why you want to see more of Love Dick? Love Sausage, yeah. He's like, I forget his name. But, love Sausage. I think it's Love Sausage. And the funny thing is, in the comic books, they didn't even show that power from him. That's funny. He, he was a super In this star. one, I think they set up earlier, right? They showed when they were cutting to, to the different yeah. rooms. They, they, they had suggested a guy, it. They, yeah. they had a guy. Because they kept Dick. staring at him, yeah. right? I'm like, like, why did he keep staring at that guy? That's very good. You know, But it was a hint. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, some of the highlights. Another highlight from Mother's Milk is, I think one of the best lines uh, from the whole series is, uh, it's after Lamplighter kills himself and sets himself on fire. He tells, he tells uh, oh, what's his, oh, shoot, what's his name? Jack Quaid's uh, character. Oh, Huey? Huey. He tells Huey, all he had to do was watch porn. I thought that was just a hilarious <laughs> line, man. I thought that was... He couldn't just stay home. Yeah. Stay there and watch porn. Yeah, I think the line was like, you're kid, you're un- uh, unbelievable. All you had to do was stay home and watch porn. I thought that's just a great line. <laughs> it made me laugh and laugh and so that. And oh, just, I'll use that as a segue into Lamplighter. The reason why I think Lamplighter is like my, my other favorite character is I had a friend of a friend that had that was lamplighter basically he had that specific energy it's a specific intensity where the guy uh drinks beer chain smokes and now because i watch porn i watch a lot of porn but the thing is my man here (laughs) has a collection he has a go bag full of pornography you know what i mean that's a specific specific person i'm like so curious where did all that where did that porn porn collection i was gonna say porn stash that that sounds like Orange is the new black porn stash. Keep, yeah, keep <laughs> in mind they, they took him from his workplace, so he had that at work. So he need, he has a travel bag full of porn that he takes with him and stuff like that. But my whole thing is like that particular person, uh, that particular energy, the way he played it, is a sort of person that I know from real life. You know what I mean? I thought that was amazing. I thought I thought that's incredible <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, this is uh, Sean Ashbar. Yeah, Iceman. Uh, twin twin brother. Oh, he's the twin brother from Iceman, right? Oh, really? Oh, it's not him. I, I, I oh, know really? the, you know you know they're twins right I didn't know that yeah they're I forget which Ashmore is Iceman yeah but I but then they flipped it where he gets to be the fire guy wrong right so I'm assuming his brother is Iceman from X Men gotcha. and he gets to play the fire guy in the boys oh interesting right oh interesting so but the thing is though is that uh, they're twins I thought it was the same actor no 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 the, the, if you look it up Sean Ashmore has a brother who's also an actor and he's their twins. Hmm. Um, usually, the, usually one of them gets the, the the TV roles, and usually one of them gets the movie roles. Oh, <laughs> That's just a new trend, <laughs> right? But, any, but anyways, so so the whole thing with porn for me, it, it mm-hmm. seemed like it's more it's his therapy, his his addiction that he goes to because he's forced to kill people, and yeah. he doesn't really want to kill people. Yeah. Right, it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, it's something to take his mind off all the murders that he's done and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's that's mm-hmm. why I kind of look at it. But yeah, it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. All good stuff. Is that what you all tell yourselves? That's what I tell myself anyway. <laughs> As I'm watching like hours and hours, I'm like, oh my god. But like, it's a specific again. I don't want. I don't want to minimize my my porn thing, but it's a specific thing when you have a collection. You know what I mean? Because if you, I'm sure if you go to that guy's apartment, he has a collection where it's kind of alphabetized. You know what I mean? It's like a certain kind of fetish. <laughs> alphabetized. You know I mean? you know, like uh, like what you're doing in your your room. Yeah, but that's, but that, that isn't porn. Or is it? <laughs> Uh, we live closely. Isn't it? Yeah. We haven't seen what's behind. Exactly. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that particular characterization of Lamplighter. It's just like I know that guy. I know that guy from real life and stuff. Like that. It's very good. It's very excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although to be it, fair, it, is it a friend jumping? Yes. 
my my friend, I mean, look in the mirror. Man although, in the mirror. Although, to be fair, okay. if I had like tapes or DVDs of porn, I probably would advertise. So yeah, yeah. but but okay. <laughs> Uh, I want to I want to jump from what you said earlier about about the boys. Yeah. Uh, you're right. In the comic book, they focus a lot on the boys and they try to make that interesting because it's right. a comic book, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in this one, they made the right choice by focusing more on the villains because they're far more interesting uh, yeah. than the boys itself. And the only ones that are interesting in the boys is Butcher, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in Huey. the comic and in this as well. Yeah, yeah Butcher's yeah. super interesting in the comic books as yeah. well, and 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 in the show, yes. uh, Huey is interesting from the fact that he is the the nice guy yeah. stuck in this horrible situation of his, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Frenchie and Kimiko are they're just as sapphire. I don't know. They're yeah. They're not that interesting. Yeah, you e- agree, even, yeah, you agree with me. Yeah. Even the actress who plays uh, Kimiko thought that this it, this was it for her. Like, look, you've gone through my whole story arc. What else yeah. can you do with me? I thought <laughs> when she got, yeah. I thought when she got her neck stabbed in the in the last episode, I thought that was it. I thought they. I, I didn't know she had healing powers, but I forgot she had yeah. healing powers. But yeah, I, I like the fact it. that I like the fact that Mother's Milk MM is is the straight guy for the team, mm-hmm. and that seems to be what they're focusing on because mm-hmm. his his backstory is is not that interesting even in the comic books. We covered it, except covered for it, yeah. that one reveal that they haven't revealed yet. I don't, 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 don't mention that. I don't remember. But the, okay, okay. The, yeah, okay. Not to be my memory is terrible. I don't it's comic book spoilers. So yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. say it. Uh, and and who else is left? That's that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. So yeah, so Butcher, Huey, Huey's relationship with Butcher and Starlight, which right. let's move on to that. I like that angle. I like it. I yeah, like fine. that angle. Yeah, I like it. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever yeah. noticed that in the comic books, but yeah, the, the whole the whole like Butcher needs Huey and Huey and Starlight needs Huey to 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 yeah. like balance themselves out from being yeah. horrible people. You think mm-hmm. it's uh, Butcher and Starlight in a battle for Huey's soul, right? But in actuality, mm-hmm. it's inverted, right? It's Huey's goodness. That might redeem both of them in a way. Yep. You know what I mean? Especially right. after Starlight kills the guy inside the road and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And aside from that, that's I guess that's that's interesting. Uh, the other thing interesting about Butcher this season, which I don't think it was in the comic book, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the relationship with the father and the little brother that passed away. The whole idea of toxic masculinity yeah. passing yeah. it down from uh-huh. generations, how, yeah. he, how he doesn't want to pass that down to his stepchild, I don't know what you call it. You, uh-huh. know, what I mean? you know what I mean? So I think that's interesting. That's that's really interesting and stuff like that. But those two are are that's it for the boy side of the the, the show as far as interesting storylines. You know what I mean? I also like yeah. the fact that they did do the stereotypical uh, pseudo love triangle between Starlight, Butcher, and Huey, where Starlight and and Butcher are always like fighting for Huey. Oh yeah, and I like that they flipped it where Butcher and Starlight has an understanding. Yeah. Right, they have an understanding about Huey to them. Yeah, it's a nice moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's a nice moment in the hospital yeah. when he he's knocked out and the, the two of them, Butcher and Starlight, kind they of they kind of bonded over yeah. Huey's demise. Yeah, <laughs> not demise, but mm-hmm. like what happened to him. Yeah, which is a nice flip to Starlight because you know earlier in the in the in the middle of the season she was like I am nothing like you, right? Yeah. And then they, mm-hmm. she realized she kind of is kind of like him. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I want to mention uh, a really good storyline again. It's on the bad guy side of it is. Maeve, right? Mm, she yes. has a fantastic yeah. storyline about how corporations take your personal life. The fact that she's uh, bisexual, sometimes it's very personal and stuff like that, and they take it, mm-hmm. they package it, they commercialize it, they mm-hmm. sell it as a product and stuff. That, again, when I mentioned earlier that this is the show is so much about today and where we are in America, I think that's just brilliant. I think mm-hmm. that's just absolutely wonderful. There's that wonderful scene where the mark- two marketing guys and then Maeve is sitting there and they're talking to her about how, how they want to spin this, sell this, make profit off this. And at one point, those two uh, guys say, oh, the, I'm sorry, uh, Maeve's girlfriend says, uh, what do you call it? You know, my personal life's not for sale. And it's dead silence. Mm-hmm. You're like, what, what do you mean? It's not for sale. You know what I mean? There's not a dollar yeah, sign. You know what I mean? It's almost like she got caught off guard because she's been in that mentality for, yeah. so, for and, so long. And also she says... And she's and she tries to make a nuanced kind of thing. He, she says, you know, I'm a lesbian. She's bisexual, and they're like, oh, who cares? Doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah, no, kind of brushing it no, off. No, no like, she said a lesbian sells better. It. Yeah, lesbian sells better. You know what I mean? Because mm. bisexual involves nuance and more thought. You know what I mean? But if you're selling something, you want to make a mass product and stuff like that. It has mm-hmm. to. It has to be black and white even when especially when it comes to sexuality and stuff like that anyway I thought, right even I thought, even in their relationship when they were try, trying to portray her girlfriend mm-hmm. they were trying to masculine to make her masculine yeah but and she makes a comment and looks at the picture and the ideas and goes mm-hmm. why why am i wearing menswear yeah. why why would i do that's not me yeah. and 
then they would say something like, uh, mm. oh, because according to the polls or yeah. the focus groups, yeah. uh, it's more acceptable if there's a, a definite male and female yeah. role in like the relationship, in I, a lesbian, even in a lesbian relationship, which is that, like totally false. And correct me if I'm wrong, Albert, but that's not in the comic book as well. That that criticism of corporate of America and so I don't think that's in the comic book. It's in the comic book, but it, it, it doesn't focus as much. Not as good, show. not as well as this. Yeah. this it's yeah. more developed in the show because they focus on the bad guys more yeah. than they do the boys. Yeah. And the comic mm-hmm. book was focused more on the boys than they do the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All that good stuff. Oh, what's the uh, most shocking scene? Surprising oh scene? So many. Did. Ah, yeah. Besides, like, wait, um, besides the long dick, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, elephant dick. The first, the first most shocking scene for me was uh, Jennifer Esposito just having oh, yeah, that yeah. one scene, and then poof, her poof. her head literally pop, just explodes. Pop, pop, pop. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so good. Pop, pop. Yeah, because she's, wait, she's a recognizable face, and she's coming back from season one. It's like, oh, right. she's uh-huh. got a storyline. expecting to yeah. see her, and you only see her in that one scene. And I was just like, wait, it's really that, that's all we see of her? Yeah. <laughs> this entire season, yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, storefront and Homelander's uh, sex scene. Which one? Uh, Both of them are really <laughs> shocking. The first one. The where one they kinda... with the, where they're popping the, the guy's head. That's great, yeah. And yeah. not in the fun way. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great. Guy, that's a great shot where the guys in the where the title card is there. The yes, boys, yeah. The the dead bodies there, and they're they're fornicating. The fucking, you know what I mean? That's a great shot. The fir- the mm-hmm. first one, the first uh, sex scene where they're bashing up the apartment and stuff like that, and they're using laser beams. They're, they're karate chopping each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Her forcing him to go down, forcing him to go down on her and stuff like that. All that stuff is just incredible stuff. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, it it kind of reminded me of um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, that, yeah. That scene between Angelina Jolie and, yeah, yeah. and Brad Pitt where they're basically beating each other up while having sex. Mm-hmm. But this is like extreme because they're soups and they can't literally can't hurt each other. So they're beating the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. And like that's exciting to them, I guess. That's, that's, a, good, cool. that's a good person, yeah. <laughs> uh, another shocking scene early, well, early in the season, uh, Homelander and uh, Doppelganger. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Mm, yeah. That's what I want to forget. Disturbing. <laughs> oh that my was god! So I was like traumatized for like <laughs> for like fifteen f- minutes after I saw that. <laughs> I'm forty three years old. I'm I'm a I'm the guy who kind of watched that scene through like you know his hands and fingers. Like what? Well, I don't want to don't want to see this stuff like that. Well, mm, I, I, actually, I was just like what just happened? No, no, no. Actually. <laughs> The, 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 the showrunners actually wanted to go all the way with that scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, they actually regret that they didn't went for it. Yeah. Because it seemed like the most obvious thing to do yeah. would be for Homelander to, you know, yeah, beach, yeah, give himself I, a I BJ. Saw, I saw yeah, the BJ's. Because <laughs> as, as I was on 40, I was in my head. Like, yeah, I kind of wish that kind that still happened. Yeah, they, 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 they kind of they kinda wished that yeah, they were going to happen. Yeah, in yeah. My, as I was watching, in my head, I was like, oh. Is this a clone? Like, is, is this it, happening? Is this a dream sequence? Yeah, I oh actually thought God. it was either a dream or it was a lie that she died. Yeah. yeah. And that she actually was alive. And then the doppelganger happened. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so disturbing, man. That was so wild. That was, that was traumatizing. Wild. I feel like this season definitely, definitely outdid yeah. the shock factor. Oh, and, totally, like, they totally. went there. They went oh, places yeah. where people, where even Game of Thrones wouldn't go. They went there. Is this a season where also where he kind of, they set up the, the doppelganger thing by him sniffing the, the, the and licking the uh, breast milk too, right? In the fridge right. That. Like, he had yeah, no idea. Yeah. He had yeah. no idea she was, he, that she was doppelganger yeah. until, and then, no. and then he, he had the flashback <laughs> in your head. Like, he did all that knowing that she wasn't actually her. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> know, so which makes him very sick in the Because in one hand, you're like, oh, you're like, oh, this is a very sexy. No, before I forget, mm-hmm. what was that scene in the end where he's jerking off to the city? Right. Yeah. Right. It's a symbolic. It's a symbolic scene. Yeah. Just showing that Homelander, at, you know, that's that yeah. thing. I was trying to see the to look up to find the symbolism in it, yeah. but I, I just I could not. The symbol. The symbolism <laughs> is is exactly what it looks. He's jacking off to the world because he thinks the world belongs to him. Yeah. He's giving the world oh. his money shot. And also, now that he's lost Stormfront <laughs> and the kid, this is all he has, the public adulation. So well, uh, uh, side note, this scene was actually supposed to be in the in first season. season. One. I heard that yeah. too, yeah. And mm-hmm. so they were able, Amazon said no. And then now I guess Amazon's like, you know yeah, what, yeah. you guys go ahead and do yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I personally oh. would have, I would have just let his last season, last scene of the season be that press conference. I think that's, I think that would have been enough. I didn't even see him mm-hmm. jerk off in, into the city and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Another, another shocking thing about the uh, show? The, I mean, the head-popping thing at the end of the, 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 the version seven. of the Red Wedding, right? Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah, that was... And then the explanation afterwards, yeah, yes, I think, which was incredible. the biggest shock at the end of the season, which that... Uh, you guys want to say it with me? AOC? I'm sorry. AOC? <laughs> <laughs> Every Newman. time I see her, I do say like, AOC! Newman. <laughs> Yeah, Newman. Newman, 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 Newman is the head popping bad guy. It was the soup popping heads. Mm. Yeah. And again, not in the fun way. Yeah, and not only that, <laughs> but she apparently works for Vaught. Yeah. 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 Big twist. Yeah, because I mean, the, the, court, the courtroom was going to be essentially like the big final nail for Vaught, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, watching that, I'm like curious, like, oh, wow, they're actually going to go give Vaught a run for its money kind of thing. And sure enough, she stops, she stops it. it. Yeah, she stops it. Yeah, you know. And mm-hmm. of course, at the time, we didn't know it was her that did it, mm-hmm. but she, yeah, they pulled it off. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, she's. Yeah. It's one of the things that is playing both sides and stuff. Like they have inside. They're playing. Uh, they're unlike uh, certain politicians that are president right now. He, they're actually playing a version of three dimensional chess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She, mm-hmm. They, they're, they're, they're playing. You know, protagonist, antagonist have inside game out. You know what I mean? They're thinking steps ahead and stuff like that. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really surprising. Yeah, because yeah. it's a yeah. Because I saw the YouTube videos that kind of break it down, explain it. It does make sense for Vought to get all of their uh, what do you call it? All whatever whatever secrets that are out there that can hurt them. If they come out all in, in the open, in, in like in, into a congressional hearing, they have it all in one place. The lady could just pop all their heads, and that's it. End of story. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah, totally. I th- I think she's arguably the most formidable enemy at this point. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she can, she can kill uh, Homelander if she wanted to. No, yeah. no one would even know. Yeah. Well, I mean, she has to look at the person. So yeah, that's, there's that. Right. Yeah. There's that. Right. It's interesting. It's very good. It's very. I, that was that was incredibly shocking. I was watching at home like, what the f is going yeah, on? Yeah. She was very convincing as very, one of the people who was shell shocked. Yeah. She's yeah, very good. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you were watching it the same night it came out, uh, uh, Shades of Grey Matrons, but Twitter. Twitter and all their puns yeah. about it was a mind blowing episode. Yeah. <laughs> My head blew up and uh, all this stuff. Like like people try to s- avoid spoiling it, but still commenting on on the mind blowing thing. It's like yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's great. awesome. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, uh, so one of the people she pops is the head of Scientology, so to speak. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about that. So the, the church. Warren Visage. I can never say his name. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but Eric Kripke did the sh- did show run the show Timeless, and several of the actors from Timeless are in this show, including the head oh, of guy? head of oh, okay. uh, Scientology in this in this thing, uh, AOC in in this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's oh, also she's, from oh. Timeless as well. The black one, the, the, one the, guy. The, the black guy, the advertising guy, also mm-hmm. from Timeless. So mm-hmm. so he's giving them a bone, so okay. to speak, to give them yeah. a, put them on the show as yeah. well. The Scientology thing. Uh, my, my issue with it is. The same issue I had with it during the first season, in the sense that the deep always seems to be on his own trajectory that's yeah. separate from the rest of the show. Yep. And mm-hmm. I just don't, I, it's fine. I knew they're going to reconnect it at some point, but do you have to wait until the eighth episode to re- connect it to the main story? Because it just feels like he's <laughs> out there on an island by himself and you know, doing his own thing. Some of the stuff is interesting. The, the by dysmorphia thing where he's talking to his gills and stuff, that's interesting. I'm not saying yeah. th- the way it smacks down, uh, Scientology. I'm not saying it's not interesting. It's just that how it connects to the main, the bigger story. Like I, you, don't, you don't have to wait till the last episode to get it in there and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like it feels. It just feels like a, 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 a you know, just like feels like an add-on. You know what I mean? It does a, seem a, like. I actually, go ahead. I actually feel like the opposite because I feel like it kind of ties into what their connection is to Vought, right. ultimately mm-hmm. through Newman. And then she and, and he asks too much, so then she had to off him. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that part. But I mean, the 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 the, the social commentary on Scientology it's is there. The social commentary on relig- oh, yeah, religion sure. kind of extends to this as well, even though they also covered it in the first season. Uh, but yeah. So does that mean Scientologists love Fresca? <laughs> yeah, it, it is funny that it is a running joke by the writers to have Fresca be the drink for yeah. for cult people. You say it's a running joke. I say it's product placement. That and almond joy. I think they got they. There oh, was some money totally. exchange. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see out of this show. Also, this yeah, stuff. almond joy. Ew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no offense, almond joy, but it is. Who? How is it still stand? Like, yeah. who really likes almond joy? Yeah. Listen, I get. 
I this is not really a criticism. I guess I don't know if it's a criticism, but it's an observation. I understand that the boys is very much very critical, very very cynical. But again, just product placement in there, and it is mm-hmm. it is produced by the the biggest uh company in the world. You know what I mean? They could take shots at Amazon. They could take shots at Steve, Jeff Bezos and stuff if they wanted to and stuff like that. It, there is an element of 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 eating your cake and and and, and what's the expression? Having your cake and eating it too. A little, a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, they're taking shots at Marvel Studios of being this giant conglomerate and uh, dominates uh, superhero stuff. And I get that. You know, take all the shots you want. But the thing is, at the end of the day, it is this company. This show is being produced by Amazon. Let's not forget Fair that. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I had to take the writer's word for it when they said that it was a running joke that they started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they may have asked Fresca, "Hey, can can we have some money? Because we're going to put you in the show a lot." Mm-hmm. We're but, gonna, yeah. but the, gonna be free product placement yeah, for but you. The, the origin was that running joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are trying to analyze what Fresca meant to the church and what uh, to the show, but mm-hmm. it really is came out to a running joke by the writers. There uh, there is a video breakdown of of, of uh, YouTubers trying to explain it as a story, feet and elements of that. You saw did you see that one? No, I have not. But it is like a joke though. Yeah. I mean anybody who tries to analyze that, it's a joke because the writers don't have anything to do with the plot. It's just yeah. a running joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else, what else in the season that you guys like? Come on. Girls do get it done. That's pretty good. That yeah, scene. Yeah, hell yeah. I was off my couch just clapping like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that was amazing. That That's was amazing. Mm-hmm. True. Right. I, mean, I mean, that also happened in the comic books, but it's, it's a little bit different because it's like the girls fighting uh, a male version of Stormfront in the comic books. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. one, it still worked just as well because, you know, you get three girls who haven't, hasn't teamed up together Women. yet yeah. beat up on Stormfront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does, does May fly? She doesn't fly, right? Uh, in the May, show, she does not. In the I think sh- she. Oh, she doesn't. She doesn't. Oh, yeah, she doesn't. She needed. That's she needed the I, Homelander to carry her. How did she plane? make it yeah. to that fight? Did she just take a car? Did she jump? It's just plot convenience. Yeah, she just flies Honestly, there just like Hulk. I mean, jump there like the Hulk and something. No, I mean, I, it's, I, it's not nitpicking. I just, I just wonder. Yeah, who knows? Well, it is. It is in a way nitpicking because yeah, how would she know where to go? Blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, how did Homelander find um, what's her name? Uh, Stormfront. How did Stormfront find them? Like, it, I, well, they have superpowers. Are they just yeah. like flying yeah. around and well, scanning the sky? They I have their superpowers is more akin to like Superman, you know, yeah. superhero yeah. vision stuff. Like anyway, it's, it's it's just nitpicking. It's, not, it's, it's just fine. Anyway, uh, having the kid also kill the mom, it all it does seem like another one of those things where the show kind of made it easier for them. Yeah. If you re- if you remove Rebecca from the show, the writers will have an easier time. Writing it without having Becker in the show anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's just a little convenient. And also, you also that arc is complete. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what else were you gonna do with 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 with, with hey, the wife? Oh, yeah, scene? live happily ever and after. We, yeah, with, excuse me, in that bubble all, for season well, three, you know, four, at, five. At, at yeah. least Becca actually did have an arc in the show because in the comic books she was just a backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so at least this one they actually evolved it more. And I thought they should have. Uh, when I when I mentioned earlier how they uh, they they really. Uh, took chances of Homelander's storyline and you know all that stuff. I thought they could have took a chance by keeping the kid in the show. You know what I mean? Make make it, it, may, it might be a little bit too sitcommy. You know, having a a, a guy. Uh, 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 oh, he's a he's a he's a, he's a bastard, but he's raising a kid. You know, maybe a, a little bit of a sitcom situation. I think they could have kept the kid in the show. See how, how see how this guy lives as a father. But they, I think it's a little bit of a cop out to shove the kid. You know. You know, get the kid yeah, out I of kind of thought he when you know he I mean? promised her that he was going to take care of him, that he was going to take care of him, yeah. not just hand him off to the CIA. I thought he would have a hand in raising him. I'm yeah. sure the kid will come back at some point. That, yeah, that was, it was too convenient. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought they could have gone for it. Have the guy like a like a like two man and a baby. That, that would be my criticism for the show. That 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 particular plot line was like a convenience for them. Mm-hmm. Kill off the mm-hmm. mom, uh, remove the kid from the storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, and and essentially reset it to the the premise of the comic book. Yeah. Because the comic book, the boys are in charge of keeping an eye on the super on the soups. Yeah. Right. And so they, it kind of went to that direction, mm-hmm. except they move Huey away, and Huey's on on AOC's camp. Yeah. I so, like the I like the finale overall. I like how they seems like they wrapped up a lot of plot story plot. Whether you agree or not, they wrapped up a lot of storylines at the end of uh, the, the season. I, I do like the fact that it's kind of a restart. It feels like the end of a vol a volume one of a larger story. You know what I mean? I agree. like the, I agree. I like yeah. the fact that a lot of storylines get complete. The boys get separated in different directions, and there's a promise of new stories. But a lot of stuff gets resolved. I, I like that. I like that a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Another great scene we haven't talked about yet is the cold open to this episode seven. I think it's the one where uh, the guy who uh, who who kills the liquor store owner. Oh, I yes. thought that five minute opening, that cold opening, is as good as anything I've seen on television all year. Yeah. I think it's just brilliant. That's, yeah, yeah. Again, that's another thing that resonated. Yeah. That resonates mm-hmm. with what's happening in the real world. Yeah, white nationalists, how they get radicalized, and a lot of that mm-hmm. storytelling is so it's told purely through visuals. The, from the moment he wakes up, all that stuff. He's bombarded with like yeah. all this, all and, this news, all this like, and mm-hmm. he has his alarm set to the mm-hmm. to the radio show. Yeah, and it feels like the stormfront is talking directly to him. Like you have to mm-hmm. do something about this. You are only hope Obi Wan Obi Wan Kenobi. And also, again, visual just <laughs> pure visual storytelling. It's obviously a kid who lives at in the ba- quote unquote basement. He lives with his mom. His mom is obviously has some sort of issues. There's no dad. He needs a father figure. He has issues with women, and all that stuff is told through visuals and stuff like that. You know but, I mean? but 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 that that aspect of the storyline is it side it sidesteps the real world mm-hmm. where people who are radicalized do all this crazy stuff. They don't have to be basement dwellers. They could just be any regular person. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, you get the gen- But I'm just saying the general mood and feel the vibe of this kid. Yeah, it that radicalization, that 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 vulnerable kid that's looking for a strong father figure, and how these uh, figures in in our political discourse can fill that empty void in their life and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So did, did, I thought yeah. I thought that first five minutes was just brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. The way it's shot, the way that the 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 camera or the YouTube or TV is always. Hanging around him over his head and all that stuff. It's just brilliant. You know not, I mean? not that, but it's Fat Neil from from. Community. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. This is the this is the darkest timeline for Fat Neil. <laughs> <laughs> That's a community shout out, guys. It's a community shout out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we wrap it up, oh, we got okay. Sorry. Go ahead. One more one criticism. My biggest criticism, my my thing that didn't work is my man, uh, Dark Noir. This, Black this, Noir. Uh, Black Noir. Yeah. This, the ultimate well, assassin. Yeah. This guy who's stealthy. He's he's a ninja. How does he, <laughs> he sneak has a up? Nut allergy. Yeah, no, not just that. How does he sneak up on Butcher? Oh, it, it's a broad daylight. He's on. He's on the roof of a house next door. It's like, come on, man. If I was, if I was Butcher, I'd be like, come on, man. Well, I see you. Yeah, I'll you're right there, man. First of all, it's broad. It's like two in the afternoon. Second of all, you're wearing all black. You know what I mean? I see you. You're right there. But isn't that the Not comedy of it, though? Stealthy. Did they play for comedy, though? They, yeah, I think Black Noir is played for comedy in this is series. It, is he, though? Yes. Yeah, yeah. the, the way the way he interacts with the when yeah. when you know he wants somebody to to oh, locate butcher yeah right and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. oh oh you're gonna you're gonna stand over there watch over his shoulder oh okay yeah his whole story arc in the season yeah. is played for laughs but that's dark comedy and stuff like that but that whole thing is it's just dumb it's just dumb. he's just sitting know. it's just comedy. he's sitting on top of a roof he's lying on top of a roof like for literally hours like I said come on man <laughs> like you're right there I can see you. It's the comedy of it. Really? Plus, I mean, he's like a really strong uh, superhero yeah. who mm-hmm. apparently doesn't care. Oh, yes, like, he's he's he like, okay, I know you can no, see me. Why don't you knock on the door? I don't care. Why don't you like, knock on the door? I'm still going to come for just, you. You're going to be scared. Just knock on the door then. And I'm still going to be able to kill you. you or still, at least if, try to. If you're still Mr. Cool, why don't you knock on the door then? Just like, hey, hello, candygram or telegram. I don't know. Just like knock on the door then. Just don't lie on top of the roof. That, 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 the that didn't bother me. Really? That, that didn't bother me. Yeah, I, I thought it was just no, in that comedy. Was, that, yeah. that was funny. Oh, I yeah. thought like, you, I gave it to Butcher. Yeah. Like, more credit to Butcher. Ima- like, oh, he spotted uh, that. Imagine okay. you hire him as an assassin. From his side mirror. But these, imagine you hire him as an assassin. He comes like, oh, I fucked up. Oh, what'd you do? Did you, just, you try to attack him at night? Did you try to sneak up on him? No, I was across the street, like in the middle of the day on the roof. Like, what? What kind of stuff is that? <laughs> Come on, man. Anyway, that's my, that's the one scene that didn't really work for me all season and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's a good time. <laughs> I would give this, the first thing I gave it like a B, B minus. I give this one like a, a really great A minus and stuff like that. It's great. It's great stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, yeah, roughly yeah. A minus A. Yeah. I, I would say this season two was, is excellent. It's just, yeah. I was very impressed. Yeah. It was yeah. really good. When yeah. it hits, yeah. when it hits that maximum speed, it's as good as anything you've seen on TV and stuff like that. You know, when it really works, it really, it really hits at home. We haven't mentioned the the sperm whale. <laughs> like it's like right. right. Oh god, like the yeah. poor sperm whale. Yeah, so that's good stuff. Poor Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> I, one more kind of thing. I I kind of wish they would do. I, it, it's something that we mentioned Game of Thrones earlier. At some point, they should take a risk like Game of Thrones and says that they have to have one of the main characters, one of the boys get taken off they have to have some sort of consequence mm-hmm. they have to i, I think i thought it was gonna happen with kimiko yeah i thought it was kimiko too. yeah yeah, yeah me too but i then really I remember did. like no one was really so yeah. concerned about her so yeah. i was like oh does she heal yeah like is she that strong that she heals i don't even remember that she had a healing factor I guess yeah she i didn't remember that either yeah anyway i do feel like 
if you if you're a show that's kind of like really pushing the envelope, really edgy, you have to kill off sort of main characters and stuff like that. You know what I mean? In a way, you know what I mean. Uh, speaking of mm-hmm. killing off main character, well, not a main character, but uh, Lamplighter, uh, they actually regret killing him off because they actually they actually liked Sean Asmore so much. Yeah, like, yeah. I kind of wish we kept you in the show Same. more. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like it was pretty really good. That's my, that, uh, when I watched the show. I was like, hey, that's a dude I know. I know that guy. I swear to God, I know that guy. And then he burns himself. I know. <laughs> I know that guy. I know that energy. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, did they say when season three is going to come out? I know that they're filming in February through August of next year. If they rush it, I think they can have it out by a holiday of next year. Like uh, November, December. Wow. I know. Wow. Uh, COVID. What can you do? And also, I'm looking forward to them resolving the storyline from uh, of Eleven. You know what I mean? The, the, from Mental Institution. Oh, right. Yeah, right, 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 right. They, they're, they're planning the seeds for future storylines. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Big uh, thumbs up. And I, I guess this this isn't a, this is a spoiler for season three, but it, they talk about it on on the interviews too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Soldier Boy, yeah, Soldier Boy is gonna mm-hmm. make an appearance in the show. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna make it like a la Captain America yeah, or something. Captain like America, that. Bucky, because he's he's also a guy from the past, like yeah. kind of like uh, Stormfront. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna make him essentially like a really bad John Wayne. Essentially, yeah, okay. is what they're yeah. that's what they're shooting for. Oh, okay, yeah, and Jensen Ackles from Supernatural too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really loves oh, the guy. The he also the guy the showrunner for this also worked for Super. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. also co-created Supernatural. Co-created? Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe right. he did. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, uh, boy, season two. Uh, we loved it. All right. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five X Five. My name is Ruthie. You can find me on Instagram at Ruthie Grace Thirteen. That's R E T H Y G R A C E One Three. And Ruthie's cats R E T H Y S C A T S. And, oh, this is Johnny. You can find me on Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-O-U. Uh, leave a comment on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or the website itself. Uh, leave a voicemail if you dare. Show your support. There are free options. Head over to whowhatwhereswhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the White Axis. All the links and information can be found on whowhatwhereswhy.com as well as the show notes. Before we go, how about our recommendation? Ruti. Um, Recommendation. So I've kind of been on a French pop, uh, French pop music uh, binge lately so okay. another artist that I'm recommending is Indila I-N-D-I-L-A um, she has like the most pure sounding voice and her songs are just really cool sounding in general uh, one of the songs that I'm really like I've been crazy about of hers is um, was it Denier La Danse okay I'm not, um, I'm not writing that I'm down. not sure what that means but something <laughs> about a dance <laughs> Something and uh, about yeah, it, like her her music video is also <laughs> like very powerful. I read some of the lyrics, and it's a lot about how she's fighting through the night, and like it's about suffering, and and the, you know the French love talking about suffering. So uh, yeah, take a listen, see if you like it, comment, let us know what you think. Um, I'm certainly enjoying it, so I highly recommend Indila. All right, this was episode. 358 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Worst Why Network. Bye.